This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the offseason, through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step. Okay, so for those wondering, we'll be honest with you. We are taping this at around 5 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday, March 14th. So, if by the time you've downloaded and subscribed to this and you listen to the Giants have shocked us with something else internally or otherwise, just know that this is what we have covered because free agency is changing ever so. But the Giants have now made not one but two big moves, and it's time to break them down. First, Darren Waller. Pro Bowl tight end, Las Vegas Raiders, a pass catching threat, a guy had, you know, basically was Derek Carr's favorite little blankie until they got Devontae Adams, a guy who has been banged up somewhat over the last two years, specifically this year with injuries mounting a bit. But the Giants end up trading that third round pick that they got in the Kadarius Tony trade. So when everybody worried about, oh, can you believe they just dumped Tony off for nothing? Now think of the Kadarius Tony trade is complete. They essentially get a fifth-round pick and Darren Waller for for Kadarius Toney. So we kept looking and kept thinking, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. Let's see what the Giants do there. They do, though, get a weapon, and a weapon is a weapon. And this is uh, you know a team now with Daniel Bellinger still emerging as a tight end that has the ability to run a couple tight end sets. Darren Waller provides, you know, kind of that when he's healthy, unguardableness, let's call it, from that tight end position, one of the elite tight ends in the game. Paul, hard not to get excited on the on the return here, giving up a third round pick for Darren Waller and a weapon that that Daniel Jones hopefully can use greatly. Yeah, so they really do a good job of using the bulk of the uh, the take on the Tony deal to turn around and get a two-time thousand-yard receiver who has been to the Pro Bowl, who has had a 100-yard catch season before, has also had a 90-yard catch season before. Now, to be fair, the last two years, he has been hampered by hamstrings. Yes. There's no question about that. And so that is, let's not kid ourselves, that's the reason why they got him for a third-round choice. It's pick number 100 in the draft coming up in April. You don't get this caliber of a player for that draft pick unless there comes with some risk with it. So that's the the, yeah. the leap of faith that the Giants are taking. But we're talking about a guy in Waller. Let me make something clear. You talk about a 6'6 guy at 255 pounds who has length, who has terrific hands, who runs terrific routes. He is a matchup nightmare. You either have to double him, bracket him, or put a corner on him because he's that dangerous. Even with yak yardage, he can do so much to hurt somebody in the passing game. Now, I think the important thing to remember, for me at least, Sean, is that this past season, he averaged just under 14 yards per catch, which was his career high. For his career, all right, he's averaged only 12 yards a catch. Right. So that indicates he has not slowed down. His production in the games that he played was still very dangerous. And I think that's what the Giants are counting on. You know their medics had to check off on this deal. So they've got a lot of confidence 
that he can be a major weapon. My question to you, as we talked about in our last podcast, when you asked me, what thousand yard receiver, what alpha receiver are they going to get? And I said, well, hold on, wait a minute. Maybe Kafka's thinking elsewhere. Maybe he's thinking tight end. Maybe he's thinking more use of the running back in the passing game. They may have just acquired their thousand yard receiver as a tight end because Kafka knows how Kansas City used Kelsey. And we know that Waller is a big time slot, big time jumbo slot threat. And the Giants just got themselves a big one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And Paul, that is why I trust this move also, because you brought up Travis Kelsey. Now, clearly, he's a little bit of a cut below a Kelsey and a George Kittle, but he's right there in the next level as far as Pro Bowl caliber, you know, tight ends. You mentioned the yeah. thousand yard years when healthy. And I've seen now those two teams that are pretty damn successful, the Chiefs and Niners in recent years, use those guys amongst their other weapons, which the Giants are probably not done adding via draft. And we'll see Wandell Robinson hopefully healthy. But this is a really good starting point. By the way, we were all enamored as Giant fans. I hate to take us back to the horror show that was Evan Ingram, but this is everything the appeal of Evan Ingram drafting him in the first round was, was this kind of receiver, one that really, or this kind of tight end, the one that could really stretch the field a little bit and wasn't just a simple dump-off guy. So Bellinger's a really good two-way tight end. I think he's still going to emerge here. I don't think this necessarily lessens his role at all, but we've seen the Patriots in past years. I mean, I hate to mention the name Aaron Hernandez, but the Gronkowski Aaron Hernandez year, you know, they were really creative in using those two tight end sets. The Giants used them this year. Now just picture every route run by Lawrence Cager, who may be on this team, Tanner Hudson, uh, Nick Vanette at the end of the year. Now picture Darren Waller taking those snaps. And you tell me if the offense is going to be much better. And you mentioned Mike Kafka, Brian Dable being the offensive minded head coach. Look, this is not just some kind of cookie-cutter offensive philosophy. These are two really good minds. I mean, Kafka almost became a head coach this offseason. They will be creative. They will be ultra-creative in the way they use Darren Waller, and that's another reason to trust a move like this. Obviously, you can't control health. If he gets banged up, that'll suck. But you mentioned the third-round pick. You know, the Pat and the Raiders, the report came out right after this trade, were offered a second-round pick at the deadline for Darren Waller from the Green Bay Packers, and they balked at it. They blinked at it. They wouldn't say yes. So they had, you know, thought about keeping Waller. Also, there's a report out of The Athletic, uh, Paul, that Waller had just recently gotten married to a yes. member of the Las Vegas Aces and that it was Josh McDaniels that leaked the wedding date when they hadn't even publicly announced they were being married and that seemed to be a little bit of a falling out. So for those wondering, you know, yes, the injuries mount, but how it could go for cheap? It felt like there was a fractured relationship now with Waller and McDaniels there. So look, any way you spin this. The Giants need weapons. They need guys that score touchdowns that aren't named Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley themselves. Darren Waller does that. 
Could the Giants have gone above and beyond and traded a second or a first-round pick for a guy like Cortland Sutton? Sure, I guess they could have, but they went with more of the proven commodity at lesser a price, and it is hard to argue that maneuverability, especially when you think of they had two third-round picks and they didn't give up their higher priority of the third-round pick as well. Think about third-round picks. Would you have rather had uh, Lorenzo Carter again or would you rather have Darren Waller here? Not to rain on third-round picks, but you know Josh Azuda was an emerging guy last year, but he got banged up. Would you rather another Josh Azuda or would you rather Darren Waller? Think about the value the Giants just got for that second, third-round pick. Three other angles to complete this story. Number one, Waller is only an $11 million base hit against the cap this year, which puts him right on the fringe of the top 10 highest paid tight ends in the league. By the yeah. way, right in the neighborhood with Evan Ingram and Mike Kosicki. There you go. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there because certainly I think that's good value for him in terms of production per dollar if he's able to give them a healthy season. I think the other part of the business angle that people must understand is that the Giants with this deal, are acquiring a player who just had his contract done last September by the Raiders, knowing that, you know what, future-wise, because of his injuries, he was going to be a risk factor. So the contract that they're absorbing is cuttable at the end of this season with no dead money against the salary cap. So if for some reason Waller has a poor season or suffers another recurrence of his hamstrings and it doesn't work out, The Giants can let them go at the end of the season, and it's not going to cost them a penny on their cap moving forward. They will get out scot-free. That's a beautiful back end to this deal. It really lessens their risk because it's not going to hurt them down the road. I think the other two things to keep in mind, I'm going to give you a total of four now. I know I'm I'm being a little Keep it rolling, Paul. Keep it rolling. Let's go. How about the fact that Dable has been a tight ends coach in the past, and when he was in New England, he knew how well they used Gronkowski and Hernandez together. How about that? So, so he knows. Oh, he was there in a le- Okay, good point. Good point. He was right? there. You, you know, you know what he can do with with two tight ends and what he's thinking about about that deal. Here's the other thing. I'm liking this to going back to shortly after Super Bowl 35, couple years in. Giants had Jeremy Shockey and Dan Campbell. They have not had a dual tight end of that ilk since Shockey and Campbell. I'm looking at Waller as a Shockey type. Remember, Shockey never actually had a thousand yard season with the Giants. We all thought of him in those in those right. terms. Game a little different, a, but yes, he was a Pro Bowl receiving threat and was a big part of the passing game and a matchup nightmare. Well, and he also played a lot of big slot, lined up out there a lot. Right. So Waller becomes the Shockey, and now Bellinger becomes the Dan Campbell. Uh, I, I, I was having flashbacks the second I heard of this trade. I'm saying, oh, my God, it's Shockey Campbell all over again. So there are a lot of angles to this prism as I digest it. And uh, how can you not like the trade if you're the Giants? It does, of course, eat up uh, another chunk of their cap space. And I don't think any more of their moves going forward – are going to be more than than off the bargain shelf because they're kind of running out of room. They're going to have to deal with low-priced veterans, and they're going to have to make use of those draft picks. But you'll also recall, Sean, we talked about this. The Giants were never going to use all 11 of their picks this year because all 11 were not going to make this team. Right. They They were in a position where they should have traded draft capital to get 
some quality on the field. And they just did that. A perfect way of putting it, Paul. And by the way, I have a little higher hopes for Bellinger than Dan Campbell. I think Dan Campbell had a nice career, but I think I really am still high on Bellinger. And Waller, by the way, can only help mature him. You know, think of it the same way a veteran quarterback can help a young quarterback as well. I think that Waller will help Bellinger in the past game. He's still a very young, promising player. Paul, you mentioned the that part about it, right, with Campbell and Shockey. Let me just say this, too. And this is a message to the rest of the NFC East. Right? Daniel Jones, can't believe the Giants paid him. Oh, let's all celebrate. We're Cowboy and Eagle fans. The Giants are stupid. Ooh. I have watched year in and year out, Paul, Dalton Schultz, Jason Witten, uh, you know, you pick Ertz, uh, Goddard, all of these tight ends in the NFC East that just run for miles, it feels like, on the Giants' defense the last decade. And, you know, since the shocky days, we had the one-year, and I bid as well. You know, we whiffed on Evan Ingram, have basically had also rans, you know, junkyard dog-type tight ends. It is our time now. It is our time to let the rest of the NFC East know what it's like to have a tight end drag you up and down a field for 60 minutes. And the Giants are about to do that, Paul. The script is about to be freaking flipped on these teams. And I can't wait for Waller to be catching passes all over the Dallas defense and the Eagle defense. And then they could all cry into their little towels in the stadium. Go, oh, can you believe Daniel Jones actually complete passes? Paul, that's what I'm salivating at because I'm tired of tight ends wrecking our day. It's time for tight ends to wreck their day. Let's not kid ourselves, Sean. Waller is a headache player. And the yeah. Giants now have Barkley and Waller. They finally yeah. have two headache players on their offense for the first time in years. That's a big, big deal.